0: We're joined on the line now by our market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning.
1: Hello! Lots of good morning to you, Shaquille, and the Russian listeners as well. You know, Russef Lapa, he's cock. Of course he is. Of course he is. He's cock. He's cock. You know, it reminds me of a friend of mine a couple of years ago who I signed up. He signed up with a company, one of these big clients of ours that we we service. And this guy uh, actually resigned from work. But in his contract, there was a clause that said... Even if he leaves that business, he can still continue to be paid. So he was paid for another 12 months without actually doing the work.
0: <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Sepp Blatter, <clears throat> anyway, it's, it could be kind of depressing, so let's leave Sepp yeah, right there. Just yeah. looking at uh, the oversupply in the oil market, um, Clive, I mean, what? this story, fascinating.
1: It is absolutely fascinating. What's interesting about it, Safina, is that now uh, we have Iran as well joining the, the saga, so that means that we'll have even more supply, but that, that demand is still diminishing. And so because of China slowed down and not taking up of new products, it has significantly slowed down. You just heard that the GDP numbers um, have been revised, and we know also they slowed down, and besides that the region itself, the emerging market region, which is the region that we rely on for actually to get more assets in. Not only is it affecting China for uh, it's affecting India because we've got the likes of Angola who also supply oil, including Nigeria as well. And so those countries as well themselves have been hit hard by the oversupply of oil. Just remember that uh, Nigeria provides about 2.5% of the world's uh, uh, oil. So um, that 25 makes up close to about 45% Percent of their GDP. Uh, So that is quite concerning uh, to see the price of oil going to that. And this energy company, obviously from the US, has seen this, has seen uh, the spiraling effect that it has on businesses in the United States and across the Atlantic as well into Europe.
0: Clive, the emerging currency wars. That's heat. Uh, it's really wreaking havoc on the, emergency, uh, the emerging currency market. And Asian markets, they're continuing their declines, as evidenced in the report that I've just read.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm worried about these currencies, because at most of it you know, has nothing to do with the actual domestic economy. It has more to do with what's happening globally, uh, with the rap that we've seen in recent weeks. And so 2016, unfortunately, has not been a great start, has it? <laughs> we can't say it has. But what, what, what is interesting is that investors always shift and they look for opportunities elsewhere. And because of the, of the pressure of the currencies, uh, these, these economies that would normally uh, be striving on the fact that there is a lackluster lack, uh, performance in terms of equity, they should be the ones that actually do well at this particular time, but they cannot do it. They cannot do it because the currencies are so weak. We include ourselves in that stable as well. We include South Africa mm. uh, in that stable as well, uh, the RAND. So. We are we are being hit hard, and most of it has nothing to do, unfortunately, with just the domestic side. It has more to do, in actual fact, with what's happening on the global scale.
0: And just looking further afield, the Bank of England, I see, they're not ready to hike rates as yet.
1: No, they're not ready. And and the 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 general secretary came out today, talking about the impact that that would have on the local economy. Not, England has done relatively well, including the UK, uh, over the last 12 months. But, you know, we have to be honest; they have done better than the rest of Europe. Uh, some of, some some commentators say it has to do with the currency, because uh, they use the pound, and the euro has not been hit, uh, has been hit harder than the, what the pound has. Uh, but I have I have a different view. I think I think the, the, the slowness of the growth um, uh, in, in in the British on in the UK has more to do with its domestic problem. So, 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 so they've been able to control their internal issues much easier. But by the way, Sakina, the IMF yesterday came up and said that foreigners are dumping South African assets ahead of the possible junk rating. Now, that worried me. And I, I started looking and seeing why would they put us in the same stable. And one of the reasons they put it, uh, to what, uh, to, they put it as a reason is that um, the UK, the, 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 the Rush, Russia and Brazil earlier this year have been dropped to jump status. And because we form part of the BRICS, we have now become a um, highlight. So we, we scoop out, they scoop us out as part of the BRICS, And whatever happens in that scoop of, uh, of assets, of economies that they're looking at, we get tainted as well. So, uh, And we are seeing this on the JSE on a daily basis. A lot of guys are dumping uh, the South African stuff and going overseas to develop markets, including the UK, because some... South African companies are dual listed. So what they do is they dump the South African stock and buy the U.K. Uh, standard stock of the same share. So this is what's happening on the JSE. And we started to, we saw this as well last week, Friday. Remember very well Mr. Price was down uh, after he came up with the results. But the results were not as bad as we thought. But then the, the, stock, the stock was dumped by a lot of foreign foreign investors, and they went back into the UK. So that is what is concerning, but that is what's stabilizing things in the United Kingdom. That's why it looks much better in the in the Eurozone, better than the rest of Europe.
0: But I'll tell you what, uh, the other story that jumped out at me this morning in the oh. business day, um, their lead this morning, IMFC's growth at less than 1% for South Africa, and oh. it talks about that, and um, in October, it had projected growth of 1.3%, Clive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, that did scare me. That story did scare me, Sakina. You know, I must be honest with you. Um, at, w- what what seems to have happened is, is we cannot afford natural facts, Sakina, you know, to grow at less than 1%. Now, if you look at the the, the reasons they gave for that particular uh, projection, one, they talk about the electricity situation that is going to take effect. They talk about the drought that is going to be affecting South Africa this year. They talk about the fact that... Um, we, uh, the, the falling currency, the rand, the weakening of a, of the of the currency, and and that's also going to be affecting us. And then they talk about the fact that they're expecting to see uh, the South African Reserve Bank raise rates this year. And if that does happen, if they do raise rates, it just means that we're going to be in an even much harder uh, position to, to make anything change drastically in terms of the economy. So that projection, and and, and, and I'm, I'm touching wood right now, Katina. I hope we don't have. Any industrial action this year, if, if we can have a strike, a significant strike in the first or second quarter of this year uh, that will hold operations, uh, whether it's in the resources sector, in the mining sector, wherever this case may be, if we have a significant strike, um, I promise you now that that one percent will quick, quickly diminish to about even be even fortunate to get to zero point five percent.
0: In that case, we better start praying and praying hard. Uh, But here's a quick one, Clive, from Mukone Aputi on Twitter. Uh, Europe is experiencing all sorts of economic problems, but the euro is always strong. What's wrong with the South African rand?
1: That is not true. The euro is losing um, a lot of uh, uh, attraction. If you've looked at it, even this morning against the dollar, it still continues to weaken. So uh, the only difference is that there's a more common threat of understanding of the euro. So it looks... It looks, it looks more stable. And that's what I've been saying. We said that at the RAND, whether it's at 16 RAND or whether it's at 14 RAND, the most important thing that investors look at is stability. So if it, if it keeps at 16 RAND, it stays there uh, for a longer uh, duration of time, then it allows people to position themselves in terms of investing more appropriately. So if, if, it, if it goes up and down, then it's not predictable, and people don't like that. It's called uh, volatility. If it's too volatile... People just don't it, But the euro is definitely not strong, um, uh, as, as some might have put it out there. But it is also taking a little heat uh, from the Chinese fall down and also the strengthening of the United States dollar.
0: So there you have it, Mukone. Thank you so much, Clive, our market analyst. Clive, Ntozabantu, Ramatibela.